Good morning. I want to thank you for once again joining us in our study as we go through the book of Ezra Nehemiah. This will be the last study in this book before we start Esther tomorrow. Uh, Just at the end, I want to bring us full circle from where we have been. We have seen Zerubbabel as our leader, we've seen Ezra as a leader, we've seen Nehemiah as a leader, all in this time of coming back from captivity. You've seen Zerubbabel who has instituted and worked with the people of Israel to bring back the temple. Ezra has come and he has brought back the law and kind of the societal needs and the community back among the people. Nehemiah has come in and he has instituted a wall for the people, bringing security and bringing a sense of togetherness for them. And here at the end of Nehemiah, we read yesterday that Ezra brings the law and the people worship. And there's just this time of excitement and anticipation that we've accomplished something. We've really done what we needed to do. And so we would expect the ending of Nehemiah to be jubilant and to be exciting. But it isn't. It ends just like how it ends for Zerubbabel, how it ends for Ezra. We see it here in Nehemiah. And in the last few chapters, Nehemiah walks around uh, and he sees uh, the temple being neglected. And he sees uh, that that the the priests are not doing all that they're supposed to do. He goes and he sees that people are are working on the Sabbath. They're breaking the law that Ezra so carefully instructed the people in. He sees neglect around the wall that he's just had finished, and he sees that people are are they're neglecting the duties that they said they would do and that they're they're going and they're working on the Sabbath even around the wall to do things they ought not and they're building marketplaces up. And you see he goes around and he gets upset. He starts, he starts calling people out. He starts getting into fights with people. In chapter 13, Verses 10 and 11, he says, I also found out that the portions of the Levites had not been given to them so that the Levites and the singers who did the work had fled each to his field. So I confronted the officials and said, why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their stations. You see him going around trying to put reforms back into place. And he ends... In verse 14, he says, Remember me, O my God, concerning this, and do not wipe out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for His service. And it ends on this kind of this flatline. And you think, well, what has happened? In this book of Ezra and Nehemiah, what it is pointing us to in all of these reforms that have come about through Zerubbabel, Ezra, and Nehemiah, it pinpoints a reality that all of the prophets in this area at this time, they've been trying to show the people of Israel that you can have all of your religion. You can have all of your rules to follow. You can have all of your security. And all of those things are good and they're right to pursue. 
But if you don't have right fellowship and relationship with God, then all of those other things are for naught. If you do not have the relationship that God desires for you to have with Him, then nothing else will fall into place. Everything else will be, be just spinning your wheels or it'll be a grind or a drudge. And so as this book almost kind of, kind of peters to a, a dismal and even a strange end, it's directing you to the reality that if Israel is to have the relationship with God that it says it desires, it cannot just stop at religion and society and security. It has to desire a relationship with the God who created them and who set them apart. And it is true for us today. If we spin our wheels looking for the things that will make us comfortable or happy or joyous in this life only, then we will never find rest, true rest, in the God who has created us and in the one that we are to live our lives pursuing. So as we come to the end of Ezra and Nehemiah, I hope you recognize the theme of this book is to point us not to seeking goods here in the world, but to looking to the one who provides the ultimate and right good for us. God our Father who sent His Son so that we could have a relationship with Him that is righteous and good, not based upon our accomplishments, but based upon the accomplishments that He has achieved on our behalf. So I want to thank you once again for joining me as we have finished up this incredible book of the Bible. I will once again be walking with you through the book of Esther, so I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow morning as we begin the book of Esther.